Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, beans. This is Dave. And. Hello! Don't judge me! This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. What's up, guys? I think you know this one. Coming up, Brian DeVoe from Nine Days. All right, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm Dave. I have an old friend with me today from a band called Nine Days, co-founder, guitarist, singer, Brian DeVoe. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. I'm here. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you know, I, this is, we're calling this take two. We had a dress rehearsal during a storm, we'll just say, um, one that nobody will ever hear. It's unfortunate, but good catching up with you, Brian. <laughs> Well, we heard it, so it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. It was <laughs> nice to reestablish the uh, connection here. Brian's an old friend of mine. Uh, we go back. I'm going to date us right now, and he'll get a giggle out of this or hate me, one or the other. Um, Return of the Jedi, Fox Theater. We waited for to see it the first time, um, four hours in line. Was it really four hours? It was four uh, hours, dude. Enough. Well, it might have been. It seemed like it. Maybe just because of the movie. Well, how long is the movie? Probably two and a half to three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess back then people actually had to wait or have tickets. It's not like it is now where you just go on and, and get your tickets and all that. So. Yeah, exactly. Or not even show up these days, but I still go. But uh, we'll, yeah. well, on top of that, let's see. Def Leppard was on the top of the charts with Pyromania. You introduced me to High and Dry uh, prior to that. Blizzard of Oz was on our boombox walking home from school on that last day before summer. Um, I am totally dating <laughs> us. 
I believe there is a, a picture of you and I at a park in Long Island with some people, and I'm wearing an Ozzy shirt. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Diary of a Madman, probably? Uh, I don't remember. It, 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 it was like uh, one of those jersey t-shirts that it had Ozzy <laughs> on it. It might have been just a live shot or something. But uh, yeah, Ozzy and Randy Rose, that was my, one of my things back then. Pyromania. Yes. Uh, and then I got into, of course, High and Dry, like you said, which was... Uh, Pretty much a carbon copy of, I guess, Back in Black, but just not as popular. <laughs> you got it. And that's, actually, they loved ACDC. But that being said, MTV was the hottest thing. And uh, this is how I kind of knew that, you know, nine days, you yourself, I should just say, you were made for greatness. There was something different about you. We're sitting in class. MTV, I'm going to say, what, like 82, 83 is breaking. And you turn to me, and you, this is in the middle of class, and you, and you just go, I just know I'm missing something really good on MTV right now. Why, why are we in school? Yeah, I probably did say that. I don't really recall saying it, but I was uh, <laughs> definitely definitely into the MTV thing back when they played music. Um, yes. I don't think I'm missing anything on MTV right now. You're or not. MTV too. <laughs> or anything else, um, you know, with <laughs> MTV. So. Absolutely. But now, nine days, uh, you guys had your hit, Story of a Girl? Yeah, it. Absolutely, Story of a Girl was a hit, yeah, 2000, and uh, we lived the dream for a good three or four years, and, you know, same old story, we uh, put out a second record, and it got shelved, and uh, kind of went into our opposite directions for a while. Um, did some stuff on my own, and did my co-writer, uh, co-founder of the band, John Hampson, and, uh, yeah, we're just kind of... Uh, Last November, we were talking, wondering why we're never picked to go on those nostalgic tours every summer. Or, you know, our, we lost a lot of college dudes that we used to do, and kind of found out that, like, you know, we just don't do anything. There's no activity. Everything is social media these days. So yeah. we decided to start putting that all together. You know, we got the original guys back with us, and they were all into it, too, and ready to play again. And, uh, we uh, started writing songs because I'm in Nashville, so we started writing songs back and forth to the internet, and just took through the waters, and then uh, did a couple of rehearsals up in New York, and uh, it just became this new thing. And um, the new record is uh, it's definitely a Nine Days record, true, and it is uh, probably a combination of a lot of our influences of the past. I mean, we've done about seven records, I believe. And um, it combines, you know, us as a melodic band. You know, there's some pop in there and rock, of course, but lots of folk, Americana, even country. Um, uh, so it's a, it's a mishmash of a lot of things that the band is. And uh, we've got the 10 songs right now, and we're going to finish them. We're actually doing the record in Nashville, which I've been a resident for six years now. And uh, we're going to um, finish it up in August. And hopefully have it out by the fall. Well, we'll definitely have it out by the fall. And uh, we're excited. It's like uh, it's like a new band, actually. That's cool. Yeah, refreshing it again. That's that's awesome because it makes it all new again and fun again. I, that's good to hear that. I, it, none of this really surprises me. Your mishmash that of you know different genres you throw into an album. Um, just running home with you because you were the first one to have MTV after school. We get to your house. The TV would go on before you even said hi to your mom, and like we would watch anything. Wait for Def Leppard, but if Duran Duran was on. We watched it, you know, uh, if, you know, ZZ Top, whatever. You turned me on to all, you made it cool to listen to Duran Duran, and then, you know, I married a, a woman who is, uh, it's her best, favorite band of all time. 
that's another story. But yeah, you, you kind of turned well, me on to a lot of things. Was, uh, you know, it, it was the chicks in the video, so whatever. <laughs> we're not, we're <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, but no, I, I appreciated those times and all the music and around. I, I don't know. We, we split up, split ways, went different schools. You uh, ended up forming, well, going into Crystal Image, which another Long Island band that did pretty well for the time. Yeah, you know that was um, uh, the singer of that band was the brother of two guys that uh, was. Uh, twin brothers that I graduated high school with and uh, you know when I left my band it's interesting because the first band I ever played in was with this guy Kenny Joya who lived around the block for me and um, you know he kind of showed me how to play Crazy Train you know on the guitar you know and stuff like that and he was my first drummer first co-writer and when we split a ways long story short we split ways he went on to become you know a pretty very well producer um and he's worked for many labels and stuff for just a lot of, a lot of top acts. Um, and I think, uh, probably some boy bands uh, out there, so. But, uh, <laughs> he did really well. And actually, in the mid-90s, when we did the first Nine Days record, he engineered it. And that was, uh, kind of a full circle. Like, in 1994, we started recording the first record. And, um, it was Kenny Joy up behind the, uh, behind the console there. He was working at Sabella Studios, which is in Roslyn, New York, you know, uh, right. I yeah. But um, that's where the first record was born, and uh, you know, again, another long story short, where the name comes from. That record was done. At, well, that session, I should say, because we added some more songs to it uh, on that record called "Something to Listen to," which was cut. The first eight songs were done in nine days, and uh, it also comes from the song on that record, Nine Days of Rain," which was written down as short on a on a track sheet in just nine days. And, referring to I'm sorry Brian you're now referring to John Hampson Yeah. Awesome, and he lives here in Nashville, so it's good to 
and a lot of stuff. And he actually took me on the road with Miranda for a little while, uh, back in 2008. But uh, anyway, going back to the Nine Days thing, we that lineup became the lineup. We did three independent records and countless demos, countless showcases and all of that. And, um, I guess about 1998, we had a deal on the table that was small. Right. And our management said, you could take this deal and build up a grassroots following, get out on the road, or you could forget this deal, take the summer off, and keep writing. And that's what we did, and that's when John wrote Story of a Girl and If I Am. Uh, and that's what got us all the interest. All the songs that I wrote on that record were written from that point on, which is, doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> so in about five months, I wrote all, my whole side of the record, and uh, and, uh, yeah, we went into Atlanta. Yeah, man, I, I that song was huge here on Pittsburgh Radio. Uh, before I put two and two together, that my old buddy was in the band, I would hear it all the time, and it, you could not not hear it on our local like alternative radio and our rock stations. And when I found out we we hooked up on Facebook or something, I, I was just like, "Holy shit, that's that's Brian on there!" I just I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But I always kind of knew you had to do something with music. You were going to. There was just. There was nothing. I, I mean, I never knew somebody that got more trouble in music class than you. I mean, do you yeah. remember Miss Harvey? <laughs> I do actually. Now you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> she was cool. Harvey, Toe, Dot, What was it? Tt Ta and all that. Yeah, it was just this alternate way to learn notes. But yeah, she separated us more than a few times to the point actually where I, I actually. I designated myself my own seat in the back to stay away from you because I couldn't stop laughing. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you were in the front and you'd wave me down. You're like, come on, come on, come sit, come, come on, sit next to me again. I'm like, dude, no, words. I, I can't control myself anymore. <laughs> it was awesome, but yeah, that, that was a fun class. Is that where the influence came from? To, that you, you had to pick up an instrument and go? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think I was playing kind of, I don't think I really got serious into playing until about, I guess, midway through high school. That's when I was starting to really start to play. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in Elaine, I was kind of, you know, I think the, actually the first song I learned how to play, except for here and there, um, you know, like a friend is teaching how to play an Ozzy song or whatever, was uh, Coming Under Fire by Def Leppard. Nice. Um, nice. And I remember the guy telling me that first note is just this first string, boom, and I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's all I need to know for that. I quit my lessons and I started learning songs by myself. <laughs> I totally believe that. Absolutely, yeah. And I would just hear from you from friends. We were in different schools, and I just hear about you. And I knew about Kid Gloves. You could not avoid your flyers. They were everywhere, at least in Center Reach and Selden area. I always saw them up. I mean, you know, the two gloves hanging there. And, yeah, I mean, you guys were pretty popular back then. So, I, yeah, I, I wish I had kept up with you then, but then I left anyway. But um, so, And you told me, you found out that you went number one from your manager uh, in 2000, I guess it was, when that song hit? Um, you were, we were at a show yeah. at Irving Plaza, and I remember the place, Irving Plaza. Actually, I think the, I think the song was already number one. I think it was just kind of a thing where it was just, it just happened, and um, it wasn't like, a, hey, we're number one. But to be honest, I don't remember the actual moment. <laughs> but I do remember when we got the Third Eye Blind tour, which was when we were doing a show at Irving Plaza, and that's when our tour got so We got the Third Eye Blind tour, we got the Third Eye Blind tour. And he got fired. 
before we went on. Man. But, uh, and it, you know, we were on to, uh, towards the Red Line that year, the summer of 2000, and we, uh, we played Pittsburgh with them, and it was, it was weird. It was like this big parking lot with a big stage. I don't, do you know where this place is? It might be on the river or something. That's where you're going to be, actually. That, that was when they used to have it um, in Station Square. There was a, yeah, by the trains and everything else. Now the Hard Rock is there, so you're going to be inside. But, yeah, they tried that venue a few times. It's now gone, but there's a better place than that now. Pittsburgh's actually a pretty cool town. Uh, stage AE is where you eventually really want to play if you can get in there. It's awesome. I'm sure you will. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, cool. Well, anyway, um, you know, there's a couple of things. Like, people always say, how does it feel to, uh, you know, how did it feel to hear your song on the radio for the first time? And it's interesting because uh, when I, going back to Kenny Joya, we uh, did a little demo at this little studio in uh, Selden. And I think I was in ninth grade. It might have been eighth grade, actually. But uh, we, we submitted to the uh, Fingers Metal Shop, which was on WBAB. Sure. And he would, he would, you know, play songs on the radio, like like one in the morning or something, you know. And yep. That was the first time I heard myself on the radio. I remember my friend was the bass player. He was two houses down from me, my friend Eddie. And he came running over and stole off my window. I said, did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> It was really cool. I never taped it. I have no idea That's amazing. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to hear a little bit of Brian DeVoe in nine days in just a couple seconds here. Uh, stay with me, Brian, and uh, we'll get right back. Thanks, folks, and uh, stay with us.
Okay, folks, that was Nine Days with So Far Away. We, you, you have to know that song if you know Nine Days. Anyway, but Brian's still here with me. Don't worry, he didn't leave me <laughs> yet. Yes, I'm here. The funny thing about that song is it's a song that um, we used to play right after Absolutely in pretty much all the shows. And um, the first line is, If you leave, where would you go? Da 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 da, right? Yep. Because um, usually when we were done playing Absolutely, half the crowd would leave. <laughs> go to another stage or wherever, so... Are you serious? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that pisses me off. Well, you know, we're talking the height of Napster days, so, you know, every college kid had that song downloaded legally and didn't buy the whole record, so... <laughs> um, they knew that song, they were waiting for it, they heard it, then they were even, so we would play that song last. If you leave, where will you go? <laughs> so far away. Yeah, we, me and all fair, me and Brian were uh, catching up on some collectibles and comic books and things like that. I, you already know we were both into Star Wars. Um, you had the entire the the original four Kiss dolls. Do you still have those? You know, I still have them, and I actually have my ace really here with me in there still. Oh man! But here's the funny thing: we never had Paul Stanley. Um, oh, I thought you did. Got, got me and my brother Todd for right? a Christmas gift. Two Peter Chris's. I'm like, what the hell are you going to do with two Peter Chris's? <laughs> so I have two Peter Chris's, Gene Simmons, and Ace Frehley. <laughs> I never put that together. I thought you had all four of them. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. Never had ball. Uh, okay, well, I'm that's sure a good search. Yeah, eBay probably right now, but it's going to cost you a little yeah. bit. All right, so uh, Flying the Corporate Jet, that can be purchased on your site, right? That was the one, the, produ- the never-released album? No, that was released. Flying the Corporate Jet is something we did after we got dropped. Okay. The second Sony record got uh, shelved. That's how we just, that's how we did on our own, basically for the fans, and uh, he didn't even play on the record. He might have played on a song or two, but we had a good friend, John Michelli, played drums. He plays with Meatloaf. Um, and Jeremy played on a couple tracks, but it was really just John and I and Nick. And it was, it was a weird record, you know, we were, we just threw a whole bunch of songs that we each had together, and uh, I don't think we, we were in the studio actually together many times, but 
Uh-huh. So we got it done, and we wanted to put something out and just not go out like, you know, all the band is done, you know, we still are record and whatever. But so Happily Unsatisfied is the record that was never released. And right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 that was my next question for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, that. Um, and also, I noticed you have an EP, Slow Motion Life. That's for John Hansen. Uh, that was his first solo that okay. he did. I did one called Alive Today, which was my um, my attempt to become a uh, you know New York City alternative, so somewhat songwriter, cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a great record. I love it. But it just wasn't me, you know. So I kind of went back to after that. I kind of this is like mid. I guess 2005. I wanted to ask you, uh, like, just for my own personal sake, when did you decide to pack up and head to Nashville? That was an interesting move, and I see a lot of musicians do that, the worthy ones. What, what was that about? Well, I would like to think I did it before uh, Nashville became the, in quotes, big city. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Like, when I came here, I came here in late 2007, and for me, prior to that, I was living in Manhattan, which I love dearly. I'm still a New Yorker at heart, you know? And mm-hmm. But I always loved country music, and, uh, you know, my dad got me into that at a very young age, so I always had that in the back of, you know, me, and, and um, you know, I was in a relationship that kind of went bad and sour, so I, I left New York, and she stayed in my apartment <laughs> uh, for a good few years, actually, but whatever, that's a whole nother story. And, uh, you know, I got home, and I just figured out what I wanted to do, and my friend Paul Lombok who actually produced our second independent record, Monday Songs. And he also produced Slow Motion Life, which is the last thing we did before this record we're doing now. Uh, I'm really just fan. I've known him since 1989. Like, he did my, one of my first demos with that band, Kid Gloves, actually. And uh, he said, I'm coming down, I'm going down to Nashville. He was actually going through some personal problems, too. In fact, I'm leaving, I'm going to buy a house and check out the scene. And at the time, you know, it wasn't as, as, as I guess, insidious as it is now. And I was like, yeah, I'll definitely go, you know. And packed up my Bronco and drove down, you know, and uh, I've been left since. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting town. I've been here for my sixth year. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's very, very different from what I did coming up with nine days and the whole New York scene. Very quickly, uh, you got to, you know, I live in this town, though, and I'm, I'm doing really well now, and I'm shopping a publishing deal for myself. I'm writing with a lot of really good writers here and published writers. And, uh, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to start doing it. And, uh, good. nine days is actually on the cake. It's really good to have the band back together. And, you know, that's, that's for, for better or worse, is my claim to fame. And, uh, yeah. I tend to get, you know, oh, that guy, you know, so at least it gives me some kind of story, you know. Yeah. It's tough just moving to the city and trying to. I know there's a guy that lives down the hall from me who's actually. From what I know is he's an older guy, but he's a published uh, writer, like a book book writer or something. And I was looking at his site, and it seemed like he's done a, a bunch of stuff. And 
now he's trying to be like a songwriter and I'm like oh man how do you try to move man you gotta watch those writer types man <laughs> I'm telling you well yeah, yeah. I, you but, know what you, you know I, I live down here and I've totally delved into the scene and uh, made some really great friends really great relationships down here and uh you know I am uh gonna see what happens yeah, well, you got that stuff. You've always had it. Sounds like you're optimistic. Sounds like there's going to be a great show at the Hard Rock in Pittsburgh. And the Hard Rock in Pittsburgh, that show is Thursday, the 25th July, coming up next week, folks. I wouldn't miss it. Uh, just to hear Brian's guitar alone. Uh, and you Now, do you sing back vocals on a lot of the songs? I, I honestly, that I know you do vocals, but I don't know how much of the songs you actually do the back vocals on. Well, typically, the songs I write, I sing lead on. But um, usually, if... If, uh, if, um, if it's one of John's songs, I'm usually singing with it. Um, right, that's what I gather. The whole harmony is me. Okay. And you could, you, could, you could hear my voice, you know. And we've kind of done that the whole time. I mean, at least, like I said, since 1994, that was the idea of the band. Um, just two songwriters doing our thing, and uh, we contribute to each other's music. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of the stuff that he brought to this new record was very different, too, also, that from the stuff he's done in the past. And, my guitar playing is very, uh, I hate to say it, but very natural now. And uh, I have, uh, my stuff that I put onto his song, his songs have kind of melded this record together as a whole. So it's definitely, uh, each song has its own personality, but there's definitely a, um, a theme going through the whole record, you know? Okay. That's cool. Well, some of the best records, every song is different from the next. And I mean, I, I just think about your influences, and I, I know you'll carry that through. I, I, I look forward to it. I really do. Uh, when are we looking at a, an actual release for this new one? Um, well, we did a pledge drive, which I should bring up right now. I was going to ask you to bring that up, yes. Yeah, it's up to almost 130% right now, but so you can still pledge. We did just uh, post our first video clip, which is uh, just a couple of interviews and some clips and rehearsals of, of some of the newer songs that we're going to record in August for the record. Um, so you can go to that pledge thing. Uh, it's on our Facebook page, which is Nine Days Band, or Facebook.com slash Nine Days Band. Um, you can probably find it on our website, too, which is Nine Days Music.com. Um, and of course, Twitter, Nine Days Band on Twitter. And uh, you can still pledge, and basically the videos that go up are only seen by the pledgers. So that's just the first thing you get. Basically, you know, the first, it starts at 10 bucks, I think, to pre-order the record. So as soon as the record is, is done, you'll get it. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff, like signed posters. Uh, there's something where John and I can come to your house playing an acoustic show, or either one of us, you know, whatever it is. Maybe someone likes me better or someone likes John better. Well, guess what? Um, I, I, I'm I'm going to win that because I have a studio in our basement. We have live bands playing in our basement all the time. So, yeah, I'm going to win that. And I'm going to have both of you dueling in my basement. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, folks. Well, the punch drive is still going. And, like I said, there's a certain amount of days. So the record, you know, it should be by October. We're going to do a big show on Long Island at the Bolton Center. I forget the date, but um, that's going to be a really special show, and we're going to have some special guests coming up, and um, we might even do a listening party at, at, at like, a studio oh, for yeah. our, our real fans that have been around forever, you know? 
That is awesome. I love that. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, you guys give back still to your fans, and you do have a pretty strong fan base. That's why I didn't like what you said about the, the people leaving after hearing Story of a Girl. I mean, wow, those weren't your fans. Those weren't your fans, because I know you got solid fans. Yeah, you know, for the ones that I've stuck around, I wish there was more than there are, but they are there, and uh, yeah. I love them, and they're making... They're making this record for, for them and for us, actually. They're helping us do this. And uh, it's, it's going to, you know, every plan is going to make this record that much better. And we're really going to be able to do more things like little listening parties and, and stuff like that and, and special shows. So it's, um, it, it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. No doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, I know your site, too. Um, you had free demos on your site for download. I don't know if that would entice some people to go there. It always gets me to go just to hear something different, especially a demo. Well, here's the thing about that. I mean, it's funny because someone might go there and hear those songs and be like, oh, these guys suck. But, you know, for me, I was always, growing up, I would go to all the record stores that had bootlegs. Yes. And I would look, you know, mainly for Springsteen and bootlegs. Like, the Springsteen fan base is very um, into the whole, just knowing everything, having that, oh, my God, you have that version back before the Internet. Right. It's really tapes at Bruce, at Bruce Springsteen shows, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, so I love that kind of stuff. And yeah. my drummer at the time, I would put, put on a bootleg and she'd be like, man, you got ripped off. And I'm like, it's a bootleg. Right. It it's a moment, you know, Brian. Brian, honestly, that's a, yeah. that's from our time. That's like me and you. We, you know, we go places, record things because you're recording that moment in time. It's not about the sound quality. It's what happened there. And like, I have all these bootlegs of White Zombie and all this really shitty recordings at, at shows. But you know what? It's a moment in time, and I was there, and I have proof of it, and I can go back to that moment. And that's what that's all about. And you look at the Grateful Deadheads and uh, the Fish People yeah. and the Pearl Jams, even. That's what they're doing. They just want to hear um, a variation on that song. We do it with Jane's Addiction, I'll be honest with you. My, my wife's a huge fan. Uh, my partner in crime, Heather Taddy, who is not here today, huge fan. We'll buy any crappy recording just to hear that what happened on that day. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, on the site, there's tons of stuff up there. For, there's some free stuff, and you can buy some of it for, like, if it's a full song, usually, like, 75 cents or something. But there, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a few big Atlanta shows from New York City that were big showcases for us, and those nights were totally memorable, and there's different versions. Like, you got the, the band before, where we had that little record deal, you know, playing a showcase. Uh, and then you have the band later from when absolutely, and a bunch of other songs that never made that record, you know. And, and then there's a bunch of outtakes, like studio stuff that never made some of our independent records, or or there's a lot of demos we did. Um, and then there's um, actual rehearsals where it might be just a part of a song. That's that awesome. There, I know? like that stuff that I don't even remember. I'm like, oh my god, I don't remember this. <laughs> Is this your song or my song? I don't remember. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting stuff if you're really into the band and you want to hear that, you know. Um, like I said, and it's like me with Springsteen. I, I'm totally into all that stuff and, and hearing what that guy's gone through in rehearsals and different lyrics and, and the whole thing. So, I don't think, uh, Brian, I, I don't think you were into Springsteen when I knew you. Did that come later on? Springsteen came about mid-80s for me. So okay. I'm like a second-generation fan. I had friends... Um, that were really good friends that were really into Bruce and for me it was a slow thing like because I was a metal guy you know I was I know Jeff Leppard Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and all that stuff but yeah. I still had that, that cross country thing you know I was still into country music so 
all of a sudden my friends would play Bruce and stuff, and it's interesting because I think the first song by Bruce Springsteen I liked was actually not done by him. It was done by a rock band called Keel. Of course, Keel. of course, Keel, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they, they covered Because of the Night. And I went to my friends and I was like, check this out, this is a Bruce Springsteen song by Keel. Right. And they were kind of like, well, that's horrible. Well, I was like, yeah, but it's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> you know, and I think that the first song I knew by Bruce was Rosalita, because that video used to be on MTV, and it was like 10 minutes long, and right. it was weird, because I don't know if, I wanted to like it, but I didn't know if I should, you know? That's like, well, and, everybody uh, thinks, uh, everything's Natalie Merchant did that song, well, uh, some people do anyway. Uh, it, she did it great, but it's not her song. <laughs> yeah, but then, uh, then, you know, just, um, hanging out a lot in school, and then growing up, those we all were playing Springsteen, and the music started to become a part of my life. Um, did you get that? Because my phone just beeped. Just listening to Bruce with friends and stuff, it, that, that music just became a part of my life. So just going through high school, and, and with that, became, I started to get into Bob Dylan, and then started getting into Neil Young, and that's when that all happened. And then, you know, by 1993, when John and I were done playing rock stuff, and looking forward to this now I love new sounds it sounds like you guys are really experimenting and I can't wait you're experimenting but you're also going you know what's old is what's new again and I, I, I can't wait to hear that really looking forward to that I mean honestly um, you know, there's, there's a lot of records of, I'm not going to name bands but bands I'm really fans of and actually became to know because we support them and stuff or whatever uh, you know they put all records still and they're good but it's just like you're doing the same thing I'm, I'm like man if we put out another batting crowd like I, that would just be Well, you got to grow as a band too, and it, I mean, you guys have already ran the uh, the gauntlet, I, as far as I'm concerned, on what you can do. I, I and uh, I, I I appreciate that that you you know if you you just want to change it up and make it interesting, like you said, it's fresh again, and that's important. Um, I think were you yeah. talking about a, a charity project last time we did talk that the recording nobody will ever hear? Um, did you was there some kind of project you wanted to promote? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, oh well. Well, it was at the very end. You you remembered something, and then we went back on, and then the storm came. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I can't. I can't. Think All right, we'll, we'll save that for a part two, my friend. Um, let's see here. So once again, Brian DeVoe, nine days, Hard Rock Cafe, Pittsburgh, Thursday the twenty fifth. I'd say don't miss it. Um, and Brian, what haven't you plugged for yourself? Do you, I know you have your own site and everything. We've done that. Are there any other uh, solo projects? Any other songs you want people to hear? Um. Well, I'm writing all the time, like I said. Um, so you can go to my music page, which is uh, just facebook.com slash Brian DeVoe, 
And I usually put up some of my solo stuff up there and whatever, maybe mm-hmm. some demos. And my Reverb Nation has some stuff on there too. Yeah. Um, which you can click on on my Facebook. But, uh, yeah, my main thing right now is the new Nine Days record and, uh, and what's going on. And, and we've got a bunch of gigs coming up. Uh, obviously, the Pittsburgh show. And then Friday night, we're at the Reverb, which is in Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. You know this place? Uh, no, that's that's the other side of the state for me, but it is closer to yeah. Jersey, which is closer to home for me. So, I, yeah, it's the other side of the state, though. Yeah, and then we have a show actually in Michigan, uh, August seventeenth. It's just it's in a place called uh, I can't think it's just above Detroit a little bit, and it's with E Six and the Calling, okay. <laughs> which is an interesting combination because we played with both of those bands before. But again, we're going to go up there playing this music. And we'll play absolutely, which is kind of similar to that, that genre what those guys were. And they're just going to go out and do this thing. And that's great, too. Yeah. But we're going to be very different. Now, when you say the calling, Brian, i got to ask you, the calling, uh, are we talking about, like, the the English, like, in, industrial band? Are we talking about the, the there's, like, no, a newer no. alternative? Okay. It's, it's the pop band that kind of sounds like Lighthouse. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Sure, sure. I actually have a CD of theirs floating around here somewhere. Uh, but yeah, hey, I, that's awesome. Anything else you want to plug, real quick? Um, I guess that's it. Just check out Nine Days Facebook, Nine Days Band, and then Nine Days Music uh, dot com. And yeah, we've got well, some stuff going on. And do the pledge. Go to the pledge because uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool, cool back behind the scenes videos and stuff that we're gonna be yeah, putting up there and stuff. Awesome. And uh, let's say hi to a couple of friends uh, that would love to hear from you right now. Uh, Michelle Knapp Oster, remember her, and Michael Gubin? I remember both of them. And Michelle has <laughs> actually reached out to me on Facebook. It's funny because you see so many people on Facebook. Like my, my personal page, I actually have like about 5,000 friends. So I don't even know who's on my Facebook anymore. <laughs> so all of a sudden I'll put up a picture or something and like Michelle Knapp will like it. I'm like, oh man, Michelle Knapp. Right. <laughs> You should talk to her, man. She's she's a rip. She's hilarious now, man. She, I mean, even funnier than she was before. And she's pretty uh, good writer herself, I should tell you. She's still in New York. Um, don't know. I think she might be. But yeah, we yeah we talk a lot. She's uh, sent me some short stories and stuff. But more on that later. I know that she's uh, she's definitely a good writer. I should send you a story she sent me. Also, we should say hi to I don't know Jenny Magnus's uh, married name, but her and Donna Farrell Castiglione. Hello to those folks. You remember them well too. Uh, I do, and uh, I think Jennifer showed up to a show in Maryland. <laughs> yep. Um, I said this last last conversation. Yeah, she had her 1989 class, class of 1989 generation um, shirt on. I think it was the class competition, and I was like, oh man, I was, and that was in 2000, and that was a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. I definitely see Donna on Facebook. Um, I think yep. somehow in the past few years. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think she's been seeing all these people. Yeah, she had some funny, uh, funny. She had some funny pictures of us uh, in sixth grade uh, that I, I, none of us remembered them, and they were like, "Oh wait, yeah, it was like some picnic or something." Anyway, nobody's gonna be interested in that. Um, <laughs> but I do. I thank you for your time once again. Now I am gonna take you up on uh, possibly uh, skyping with the other guys in the studio, something like that, and do a live recording. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, that's August. It's the first weekend in August, so I'll, I'll see what's going on. We do have a lot to cover. Yeah. So I'm sure we could, uh, it'll probably be at night. We could take a break and come do a Skype thing. Yeah, definitely. Love it. I love it, man. All right, well, um, I, there was a certain song you'd picked out last time. Uh, again, the recording, nobody will hear. Uh, however, 
Um, we're going to play one more, and this is a Brian DeVoe original. Do you remember what you picked? Yes, Old Friends. This is from my, uh, I guess, 2005 solo debut record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it's, this, this is kind of the, the most popular song on that record. The, the closest thing to what I really do. So um, It's a real fun song. I think we pan the drums all the way to the side like the Beatles used to do. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Awesome, man. I, uh, Brian, hey, it's always great talking to you, man. Thanks for uh, all the information. And again, guys, go to the Hard Rock this Thursday, the 25th, all right? Check them out. If you want to say goodbye yeah. to the folks, go for it. Goodbye to the folks, and I hope I see you all at the Hard Rock in Pittsburgh. All right, man. This is Kettle Whistle Radio. Good night, folks.
some new jello, okay? Okay, let's settle that. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An Electric Cat production. See you there. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid. Electric acid.